Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Fourth Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. It is the last show of 2016, and I am here, and yes... The show was conceived as a monologue from me to you, Star Wars fans, a little community we have formed here, but I'm going to close the year out with a little bit of a different take, a little bit of a different show, and uh, if it works out, you might be seeing more of this format on Force Center this year. To do this and to join me on this little adventure is a very good friend of mine. You know him from Collider Video. Schmoes know he is a member of the Collider Jedi Council. It is Mark Yodi Riley. Mr. Knapsack, I am so happy to be here. 
So it's so easy to be here too. I love this. We, we work together now. Yeah, we work together now. We we are recording in our uh, in our uh, Collider Studios pit. <laughs> in our dark pit of writers. <laughs> dark pit of writing and everything. And uh, I just thought it'd be fun to um, close out the year. Rogue One dominated the last half, and actually most of the year, but definitely the last half of 2016. There's been a lot of Rogue One programming here on Force Center, as we uh, should have. Um, and the final uh, Force Center of the year uh, is coming out on Tuesday, if you're listening to this as I released it Saturday, uh, with Joseph, Jennifer, and I uh, just kind of wrapping up the year, calling it 2016, the year that Star Wars changed. But Riley, I want to talk a little bit more about Rogue One with you. One of the things I love is be, uh, love being a Star Wars fan, it's those little moments and the favorite things. And Rogue One had a lot of of my new favorite things in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. That, that movie... We, I, I think a lot of Star Wars fans, including me, um, I wasn't necessarily as excited for as I was for Force Awakens. Sure. Um, there was a question. I know all the reshoots kind of dominated the news for a while, right. and uh, everybody was wondering, is it going to be a bad movie? Well, that movie blew me away. And yeah. because of some of these little moments that we're going to talk about, there was so much there that I just absolutely adored. This is one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. You can say that because you do have the prequels that are arguably not... <laughs> The best, but I do love the prequels in 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 a very special way. But yeah. for Rogue One, I was I was just thrilled. I walked out of that thing. My favorite is your reaction yeah. that I saw when you came out, and uh, <laughs> what you said to me. And then I went later that night and had yeah. virtually the same reaction. Yeah, my reaction after the first time, I can't deny the pure joy. And my upon the second and third viewings, it's well documented now. Some of my stuff, uh, my views on the movie change, but overall, it's because it's little tiny moments, little tiny things that I might have not liked or or thought there was opportunities but at the end of the day and I really really it really hit me after the, the third viewing there's so much that I love in this movie that's why I think this movie was a success for a lot of reasons so today what I want to do is we're going to kind of rank our top five favorite moments from Rogue One a Star Wars story we're going to alternate some of our choices might be the same we kind of went into separate desks and came up with this list mm-hmm. but that's part of the fun something you love might rank here something I love might rank a little bit later mm-hmm. it is kind of a different version of Star Wars Ranked, the show I tried to launch this year and job got in the way. It's yeah. hard to write at home when you're writing all day at work at a new job. So Star Wars Ranked is not gone. In fact, this might be a new version of it. So Riley, I'll start with my number five as we work up to one. Perfect. And I love the little moments, like I say, it is little moments that just make the little boy, the little fan in me kind of geek out and kind of get into the story. And I love Number five moment is when the the ATACT the all terrain all terrain armored cargo transport emerges through the smoke for the first time. That is a beautiful moment. We're that is the, that is one of those yeah. moments that gave me chills in the theater. I love the way they did it. I thought it was very reminiscent of the walkers, the Adats, yeah, uh, cresting over the horizon and uh, the Battle of Hoth and Empire Strikes Back. This is different though. This this really had a powerful moment because it it, it showed you. The the what they are up against, yeah, and that's what what we always knew going into Rogue One. They were going to have an uphill battle from the very beginning, and obviously, it it and the the ultimate sacrifice. We'll get to that later, yeah. I'm sure. But these guys, that is a fantastic moment, and I believe it is now Ad Act. 
Is that right? Ad Act? Ad Act. I, I, I call it the it. Ad Act. I can't, um, yeah, we're, yeah, I'm sure we'll get A-T-A- tagged on Twitter. A-T-A-C-T yeah. is... Uh, it's, hard to, yeah. it's hard to say for The Ad Act. Yeah, I love that moment again. You you talked about Hoth, and I've said it before many times, one of my favorite moments in all, all of Star Wars is on Hoth when the, the, rebel, uh, the rebel officer looks through the uh, binoculars, actually I think it's a monocular, I don't know, yeah. and looks through and sees that first foot hitting down, pans mm-hmm. up, and it's scary. As a kid, it kind of scared me, sent chills down my, th- uh, my spine because it's like what, what they're up against, and I could never comprehend why these rebels on Hoth with these little blasters and trenches and little satellite guns and little gun turrets would sit there trying to take on these five big walkers. And that was a great feeling that stuck with me all my Star Wars fandom. And so to see, I knew we gonna have we're gonna have some walkers in Rogue One. Yeah, and I love the stuff when Bay sends the rocket at it, and then the X wing comes in. Uh, um, love that. Yeah, but it's that first moment when Sherrod is sitting there, blind as he is in the Force, and hears Kukum. Mm-hmm. And that first Bay's looks doesn't really, and the smoke clears, and add at the ATAC. It's going to happen. It's a mouth. The walker emerges through. It is one of those nerd chill inducing moments. It was why that last act of the movie was something that'll keep going back to. It really captured a little moment of rebels up against the mighty empire. That's my number five. Where are you starting at number five? I'm starting with, uh, you, you mentioned Chariot, mm-hmm. one of my one of my favorites, Absolutely. Donnie Yen. Uh, when when it, it was so such a powerful moment, it lands at number five. Chariot walks through the gunfight. Yeah. I am one with the force. The force is with me. And I, I, I butchered yeah. it. That's not it. That, no, that's I'm not, well, is it? Oh, yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. And he walks through the gunfire and he flips the switch, yeah. uh, thus granting access to, to getting the signal out there and yeah. helping his band of rogue ones, his rebels. And for that, for me, that, that moment is, it's more about the, the faith that is in Chirrut. Right. Is he force sensitive? I would argue he is. Okay. Um, but it for for me it was a bigger picture of yeah. taking the he will sacrifice himself. He's blind. He's walking through the battle, hoping that the force will just guide his actions, which it does. Yeah. And he lands it, and then to look over to see Bay uh, Bay's is it? Yeah, Bay's Okay, Malbus, Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting, getting there. There's a lot of new names. to A lot of new names. I've only seen it once, so it, I have to see yeah, it again. It so. puts the Star Wars fans in a weird spot to not know everything about this movie. <laughs> and I will get there, believe me. But just it, also, it shows Bay's over watching him do this and the yeah. look on his face, hoping his friend makes it. I mean, it yeah. just cemented that relationship for me. Cemented the character, uh, the character of Chirrut and mm-hmm. Donnie Yen's character as one of my favorites in Star Wars, and just mm-hmm. it was one. One of those moments where you're you're moving on blind faith yeah, to literally. to accomplish literally to accomplish this, and it was just a moment that I just cheered yeah. when it happened. Yeah, it's a cool moment. It's reminiscent of three PO and R two cutting the the quarter right? there. It's kind of fun. And yeah, the, the, the this is supposed to be a movie without Jedi, so to speak. And uh, the, the, we never thought uh, that the Force wouldn't be there. And so uh, Sherrod Emway to me does it's a great. Uh, tool in the movie to kind of get us to the force yeah uh, a guardian of the will which in, in itself is a great reference but i do like that moment for what it also means for for bay's malbus yeah. his uh his traveling companion down the dusty roads of the galaxy and mm-hmm. uh, a, a guardian of the will who lost his faith and to to see that go go from panic and, and acceptance and, and watching his friend you talk about the sacrifice it's a very powerful moment mm-hmm. um and it made to me like you know i i can take i can understand some of the criticisms of that third act had, you know, what, what do they? They had to steal the plans. They had to 
get the data. They had to broadcast it, but they had to open up the shield. They owed, I, I can understand people saying there was a little too many points to get to, but uh, after seeing it three times, it's still the, it is those moments. Bodie Rook's death is another payoff for me too. That that was that I almost considered yeah. that because that was big for me too because that really that hit probably one of the hardest. More yeah. well, there's a certain death that hit harder sure. than anything we'll get to, but. Yeah, um, yeah, that that for me too. I thought about that, but but just for those uh, mm-hmm. detractors, I will say this: that's what you would have to do when right. you're up against the right. empire like this, especially to go to the to like the hub of, of right. where the plans are and how heavily guarded it was. It's mm-hmm. not going to be just flipping a switch, right? Right, absolutely, and, and and it wasn't just about flipping the switch, and it was about, you know, the, it's almost a comical moment when the rebel soldier's like, I'll go, and he gets shot right away. Mm-hmm. Audiences I was with laughed a little bit, even okay. though it's tragic to see this guy go, but um, Sherrod, to me, accepts his fate at that point, and even though he is one with the Force, and the Force is with him, and all that stuff, I don't think he went out thinking he'd survive. I think he went out saying, I got a task to complete in a way. Well, it's an, an important moment, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, number, number four on my list is another fun fist-pumping moment is perhaps my favorite fist-pumping moment in the movie, other than the very end with Leia, which uh, is not on my list. The CGI could be a little bit of a distraction of that, but I, I pump my fist when that door opens and you, and you see her standing there in the, in the famous white cloak. But uh, number four for me is when Admiral Radice's fleet shows up. Mm-hmm. Now, it's no secret I have become a huge pro-Admiral Radice guy. He's the drinking buddy I want in Star Wars. <laughs> I think he was so cool, voiced by Stephen Stanton. And, and uh, I like the character because the, when the Rebel Alliance was uh, still debating and wanted to run away, even after Jin showed up with her information, and their senators debating the politics and trying to hold on to some kind of uh, um, you know peaceful way of talking their way through this, it's Admiral Radice who's like, let's go fight. Yeah. Let's go fight. And the yeah. fact that he sneaks off, says, F that, I'm a rebel inside the rebel cells. I'm going to go. Cool moment. I love when they're leaving Yavin 4 and even when you got 3PO, Scarif, Scarif. That's a fun moment. I love that. But when the fleet jumps out of hyperspace or, mm-hmm. or, or de-jumps, is that the correct way to say it? Sure. When the fleet arrives out of hyperspace, uh, hyperspace and all the ships, boom, 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 boom. And Radice's ship is we've called the Profundity something. I just saw it today. Profundity? Profundity, yeah. yeah. Profundity. Okay, that sounds cool. Um, when they show up, and then he he's on the screen, this is Admiratus. That, to me, is a literally a fist in the air, pumping moment. It is it is the spirit of the Rebel Alliance. It is, it is uh, showing up to save the day, even though it ends tragically. Um, that is what you needed from the Rebels, and I'm thankful for Radis, and I just love that moment. I, I love it, too. It didn't make my list, but I'm glad it's on your list because mm. I can talk about it because there is something wonderful about that, that old kind of story technique where mm. – your your rebels, your heroes are their backs against the wall, and then here come the reinforcements. Boom. You know, just out of nowhere, and that's what this does. Yeah. Did it for me, and just the boom, 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 like you said, them appearing is so cool because yeah. you're like, oh yes! yes, and and it's a rousing moment. Yeah. I know that my screening cheered. Yep, we finally got the rebels, and then to talk about. Radis, what a great addition to the Star Wars universe. Yes. Um, I mean, he is he, he's like Admiral Ackbar sure. in, in a lot of ways, but I think he has a little bit more edge to him. He's yep. a little bit more gruff yep. and, and says what's on his mind, right, it seems right. like. So it's so awesome. I, 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 I couldn't agree more with that moment as well. Hi, Cal. So, Riley, what is your number four? My number four is K2SO's demise, oh. his death. Breaking my heart. It is. And uh, it, it kind of, um, wow, it kind of, it, it kind of tipped me off to what 
ultimately was going to happen in this movie. And mm-hmm. it's funny that they start. I think you actually put this thought in my head, which is once K2SO got taken down, it kind of went, well, it's not going to look good for the rest of our right. friends. <laughs> and right. But to speak about K2SO is probably, he was my favorite part of the movie, I'm sure. Uh, sure. He is, so, it was so, such a well-designed character. The, the, the effects were flawless. Alan Tudyk's take on the character was amazing. Great injection of humor for the movie. So when he goes out, mm-hmm. I was so upset. I was so upset. And Julie, my girlfriend, is sitting next to me, and she looks over at me, just whips her head over. And yeah, yeah, yeah. babe. Yeah, it's happening. Because she's not in the lore like we are in the entertainment business where we right. are talking about this right. endlessly. So she's like, they took out the droid? And sure <laughs> enough, yeah, they did. The they took out the droid. And he went out the hero's way. Yeah. K2SO. My God, man. I didn't know I would care about a droid that much. Yeah. I was hoping that because there was that great moment where he deprograms the other Imperial assassin yes. droid. Yes. There was a part of me that was like, did he put his consciousness in that droid and then that droid will show up? I don't yeah. think that works. <laughs> but it, it's same with me. I hope Raddus survived and that Darth Vader didn't board his ship and take him out. But yeah. I, I think we have to accept that K2SO yeah. is dead. Yeah, uh, he is. So clearly, yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about that moment later. Uh, it is on my list as well. But yeah, yeah they, they did such a good job crafting that character and giving him personality. Um, and, and it pays off in that moment. And you're right. It is a harbinger of bad things to come. Uh, Riley, what is number three on your list? Number three on my list is another fist-bumping moment mm. in mm-hmm. the theater where uh, uh, I, it was obvious that I was in a room with with some press and not some people that are like to- totally steeped in the mythology right. and the films. Right. Is when Gold Leader and Red Leader from the oh, original New yeah. Hope, the yeah. pilots show up. Yeah. And I just went, wow! I screamed. Yeah, yeah. John Schnepp. Uh, Collider's own John Schnepp is two seats over, and he screams, and we were the only two in the, the yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, I think actually, no, we, Chris Gora was behind us as well, so he was screaming. <laughs> this is one of those moments where you're just like, holy, they did it. Yeah. They did it. Uh, Gareth Edwards has now come out and said that he went into Lucasfilm's archives, found an original uh, print of New Hope as well as outtakes. He took those outtakes. He repro- he redid them. He he in- digitally inserted them in new cockpits. Something I think that's what mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was old footage and they just made it look seamless. But right. I think it's actually different uh, footage. I'd have to do a little bit more research on that. But but what an amazing moment because it makes perfect sense. Yes, those guys and to to think about it, they made it through the Battle of Scarif. Yeah, only to then turn right around for uh. the assault on the Death Star where they ultimately give up. They there, the ultimate sacrifice. Less so, than a week later, really. A week I, later, I believe yeah. in Star Wars time. Yeah. If, if we're to believe that uh, Rogue One is 48 hours before New Hope, and New Hope takes over the course of about three days. Mm-hmm. I love this moment, too, in my screen. And um, uh, it was a, it was a, I clapped, and not a lot of other people were clapping moment. And, you know, all this talk of fan service and fan service, and it's too much fan service. That I, I keep talking about this. The, when Red and Gold Leader show up, it is fun. It is fan service. It is also perfectly uh, aligned with what I would think would happen. Yeah. They're, they're leaders of big squadrons in this rebellion, uh, Army and, and Navy and, and Air Force, and um, they would be there. Yeah, if, if they didn't show up, mm-hmm. I would have questions. Yeah. Because where is yeah. Red and Gold Leader? Where are the pilots that yeah. we saw? Because you have a bunch of new X-Wings come. You mm-hmm. have a bunch mm-hmm. of new... Uh, 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 you know, red leaders show up and red mm-hmm. red five goes down. So yep, we know that's that that's a fun that, moment. That's a fun moment because then we know how Luke gets his call sign. Yeah. But that, that that it makes perfect sense. Sure, fan service, 
I don't necessarily agree with that. I mm-hmm. think it's story service. It's. I think you're right. That's a story. It's a Star Wars story service. The yeah. Red Five thing to me is was was good and and fan servicey. It was kind of funny mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Tragic enough. Another a lot of humor of people dying in this movie. Sure. Um, it was an interesting moment in that sense. Like, oh, okay, that's how, how Luke got his call sign. But Red and Gold Leader, it was. It wasn't just. Hey, there's those guys I know. It was, yeah, they're in the battle. Yeah. They're in the battle. John Vander, John Dutch Vander, gold leader is key mm-hmm. to the rebellion. He is one of their leaders, literally, in his call sign. So it, it, it was good to have him there. And yeah, it was, it was a technological uh, feat for me. We can talk about Tarkin. We can talk about Leia. But that was a seamless transition. It looked, yeah, did their faces look like they were shot in 1976? Sure. Yeah. But it looked very, very good. Yeah. And it fit into the story. Story service. You're right about that. Yeah. That leads to my number three in the same vein. You mentioned Gold Leader, Red Leader. Well, Gold Leader flies one of my favorite ships, Mark Riley, which is the Y-Wing, the workhorse of the Republic (laughs) fleet. I'm telling you, I am on hashtag Team Y-Wing and have been for a long time. It is my favorite rebel ship. It is because it is a light bomber. It does does work. They factored in greatly into A New Hope. Mm Mm-hmm. But you don't really see them. Empire, you don't really. You one flies by at the end. Sure. Uh, Return of the Jedi, they're in the battle, but they're not. They're never focused on. Right. And and in Rebels, you got to see the Y wings get stolen yeah. from the Imperial uh, uh, junkyards and, and sent to Jan Dodana's mm-hmm. Rebel cell, and and here to see them uh, on display a lot. Tragically, one of them took out uh, Galen Urso with its mm. proton bomb. But yeah. um, to see them, and then when Gold Leader flies in, and then they, they bank around, and one gets taken out, and they do launch on the shield ge- uh, shield generator to to no avail. But for me, as a as a Star Wars Y wing fan, it was just an absolute fun moment. And I finally, finally, I'm saying this seriously, got to see the Y wings get their due. I, my favorite thing in the world is that. The Y wings are this high on your list. I think it's fantastic because I'm with you, man. I sure it didn't make my list, but I'm with you. I love Y wings. Yeah, I missed them in Force Awakens. Yeah, I really was expecting yep. some Y wings in Force yep. Awakens, uh, and for that matter, A wings and B wings. Right, because right. We're, you know we're 30 years after Return of the Jedi, where the A wings and the B wings showed up for the first time. Yep. But the Y wings are there. They they are the, they do the heavy lifting yes. in the in the Rebel fleet, and it's great to see them. Yeah, uh, I'm always well, I love. The, the Y-Wings, too, I was playing with the, them as yeah. kids. The yeah. toys were That's awesome. Right. I still have mine, and I love that they take they take their, their ion, uh, their ion uh, cannons, take out the uh, Imperial Star Destroyer, allowing the Hammerhead Corvette to push it into the other one. It's a great moment yep. set up by the workhorse of the Rebel Fleet, the Y-Wings. Sure. Uh, my number two, I'll go to mine. If yeah. You already mentioned it, but mine is it's pretty high on my list, and it, it is K2SO's death. Yeah. Uh, we won't belabor the point, but it's a sad moment. It is, like you said, it's the first one. Like you said, Harbinger of Bad Things to Come. Yeah. And it, and that was a smart way to do it to set up say hey the droid it's not a real human but mm-hmm. you're attached to it uh, and this is probably one of the characters with the most personality in the movie yeah which could say something about some of the other acts in the where I feel it, the the story lingers and, and languishes uh, but uh, K2SO is is some something that I went into this movie unsure of mm. some of the stuff in the clips in the trailers I was like oh, okay we'll see hopefully it works out. And he, just from the beginning, you are being rescued. Um, yeah. Congratulations, you are being rescued. Please don't <laughs> move. Um, just funny from beginning to end. And his end was tragic, and it was the theme of sacrifice. And to see this droid, this droid with this very realistic programming, but to see this droid kind of accept, I'm going. Mm. 
And that moment where he locks and seals Jin and Cassian in, takes blaster shots, and then just on his, his dying breath says, you know, I'm locking you in, see you, goodbye, dies, falls. It was uh, one of the, the worst Star Wars deaths in all those Star Wars to process. And it's sad, and it speaks to big themes, and, it, and it, to me is one of the reasons why uh, the movie was a success. They made us care about this droid, and they sent him off in a, in a hero's whale way out on his shield mm. um sacrificing to something don't forget he started as an imperial droid I yeah know. reprogrammed yeah. he's a droid he's <laughs> reprogrammed he didn't decide to get reprogrammed but uh just a great moment for me yeah well i, I i've spoke on it but yeah. yeah i totally agree with you loved love loved it it was one of my favorite i can't wait to get the black series toy because i need uh, yeah. i need yeah. that character now absolutely because of, because of his sacrifice i bought the funko pop just to have I, yeah I, i've always liked the design with well, the moment the first design of k2s came out I was, oh, oh that's a great design it was, um, yeah. But to uh, uh, I, I bought it just because ah, I got to have it, and now I'm like so glad I did because I uh, for whatever I've talked about, it, I don't go out and get a lot of droid merchandise. I don't have a lot of three PO and R two stuff. Love those characters. I just don't have. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot of them. I, that, it's interesting you bring that up. I don't either. I, I never, yeah. I've never gravitated to the droids in my collecting. It's always been. However, I did get the... Um, at Celebrations 3, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Sansweet, who does Rancho Obi-Wan, yeah. was able to secure for me mm-hmm. the Ralph McQuarrie versions of the action figures oh, of, yeah. of uh, 3PO and R2. It's one of my favorite collections because right, right. it's the actual, the, the actual box that comes in. The, the print, the card is the Ralph McQuarrie drawing right. with the droids, and you can see how different they, are, they were and how they became. But And how they transitioned. How it. they transitioned. But, but that being said now... K2SO is the first time I've wanted to go out and get a droid yeah. action figure. Because even BB, BB-8, uh, I, I, BB-8 I adore great. BB-8. Right. But K2SO is probably my – he might be my favorite droid. Now he, that I'm saying it out loud. There, there is a chance that There's he is my favorite now. droid through, through – I, I love R2. I love 3PO. Well, R2 is probably uh, my favorite. It's though. sad when yeah. even um, – um, it's sad even when R4 dies in Revenge of the Sith. Right. All, all four and he all just kind of dies. Um yeah, you know, uh, but it's uh, but it's good. Uh, 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 BB-8 is, is is great, and, and it was cute and and designed well, and it worked well. But yeah, K2SO might be the droid of choice for me. Yeah. So, Mark, we've hit number two for you. K2SO is mine. Yeah. So, what ranks on your second? Mine is Jin and Cassian, and accept their fate. And uh, it's the moment that really, mm. for me, made me realize that this. The, the characters, as, as hard as it was with so many in there, mm-hmm. I did care about Jen and Cassian. And to see them go down the elevator, down mm-hmm. to the beach, and mm-hmm. basically see that tidal wave of death coming their way from yeah. the Death Star, um, it hit me. And it hit me mm-hmm. hard. And I, I just was like, wow. And it just, for Jen especially, it kind of went back to like, Mm-hmm. I, I thought about the opening of the movie. I thought about her relationship with her father, then getting the transmission when she was with Saw yeah. to get that, that oh, my God, he, he put this weakness into the Death Star. And then she gave her life just like he gave her life. Cassian mm-hmm. and his arc, how he was doing what he needed to do for the Rebel Alliance. He would have taken out uh, Galen if he had to, but he then that he hit his trigger finger held – this was just a powerful moment for me. Some I've heard some people say that they didn't really feel that the characters were well developed enough. It worked for me. This was a moment that it it just mm-hmm. showed they were the the face of the Rogue One team and to see their acceptance that they have mm-hmm. done something greater. You know, uh it makes me think that um I think you I, I where was I hearing this? I can't remember, but they they would have been up there getting the medals with Luke and Han if <laughs> they had a maiden alive. But they, yeah, that's my number two. Uh, it's a great moment, and and you know, Jin and Cassian are, are so key to the story. And I was going into this movie with them already, kind of two of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe. And I will say this: I think there's something different in their performances. Maybe that that, that they're very dour and sad and, and serious, and and I mean that in a good way. But it, it kind of 
you know, there wasn't a little pep in their step all the time, like say K2SO. That's why K2SO stood out for a lot of people. But but when it got to that moment, the the, the story of, of Jin and Cassian, two very important characters in uh, the real world of Star Wars. Yeah. A female lead, uh, a, a Latin heartthrob Star Wars character. It's fantastic. To, to go with Poe. I mean, those mm. those are important characters to have. And so for as the main characters did their deaths, did they earn that moment? And for me, yes. At the end of the day, yes. Even though there's some moments where I'm like, I wish Jin did this or that. Cassian Andor had, had an, an interesting backstory. I want to know more about his, his life starting at six, basically fighting the Empire from then. And, yeah. and Jin making her choice and sacrifice. Um, she, she could have run away. She wanted to. It's not a problem if you don't look up. And she finally looked up and got involved. Love um, that line. And that moment, the deep impact moment, they go on the beach. Um, I gl- I'm very glad that's the way they died. I've heard of some other possible thoughts and, and theories on how they were going to die or if they weren't going to die. And I right. predicted Jin would survive foolishly. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I hoped she did. Even, you know, with everyone dying, K2SO, Bodhi Rook and Bays and Shirt, um, I thought still maybe there's got to be a way they survive. Right. And when you realize as a fan that they aren't, that's it. It really did get me, and I teared up at that ending. And, and the third viewing, I teared up again. Nice seeing it. It is to me a sweet moment. I don't take it as a romantic moment because it doesn't need to be a romantic no, moment. No, yeah, I, I didn't either. It's not key to those characters. Um, but uh, in that moment, who knows if they had gone on, maybe maybe they would mm-hmm. have fallen in love. But that's not needed for this story. The story wasn't about that, mm-hmm. and it was just a sweet moment. He does he does hug her, and Jin faces the the destruction on the way, but yeah. I think that's also apt too. That she finally she saw her end coming, and the full weight of her sacrifice uh, was uh, was felt in that moment. And it was a great moment. It's one of my favorite shots. Yeah, in the all shot, the Star Wars, the shot was beautiful, and it really those two in particular really kind of mm-hmm. added an extra weight to the rebellion leading into the New Hope. Yeah, because of, of just you now know the sacrifices, and you get to know mm-hmm. Jin and Cassian, and like those were just two faceless people in the crowd yeah. in New Hope. I mean, well, if we yeah. if, they, if they were to survive, but if you yeah. were to look at the Rebel Alliance, there were so many faceless people in there, yeah. that or nameless, I should say, not yeah. faceless, that, that this could have been their story. This could yeah. have been their sacrifice. That's what I love about that moment in, in Rogue One in general. Great, deep moment, which brings us to number one. Now, Mark Riley, you and I have similar views on Star Wars. We've said this. Yes. We, we appreciate it in similar ways. Uh, you go maybe more into the music than I do, but I love the music. But yep. you can speak on it with more of an authoritative voice than I can, and I and I obsess over the Y-Wings a little more than you. But <laughs> um, when I saw Rogue One, my initial reaction, I uh, let you know what it was without it giving any too, too many plot details away, and you sure. were like, then I think I'm going to like this because you and I see Star Wars the same way. So yep. it's fit that we made this list separately that our number ones sync up and I think it will sync up with a lot of fans oh, yeah. and that is the ending of the movie with Darth Vader in the hallway <laughs> the horror the horror the absolute horror and power of Darth Vader mm-hmm. finally doing what we wanted Darth Vader to do kill some rebels he just I mean he wrecks these guys and we wanted to see it you know look I, I've been on record saying that Revenge of the Sith, we all went into Revenge of the Sith so excited to see Vader do Mm. what we heard Obi-Wan reference and what hunt down and destroy the Jedi. But in in, just Vader being Vader, using the Force to choke, to Mm. throw people, his lightsaber, block the bolts, stab some people, maybe cut off some heads. Mm. There's so much fan fiction in my head 
thinking mm-hmm. about what he could have done in either episode three and then new, you know, leading mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a new hope. Well, we got it here. And what I love about this is that it's not too much. Mm-hmm. They they don't overuse it. It's just that one moment because it's the button on how hard it was to get these plans. Yeah. And then the, the last guy that gets a saber through the chest that goes through the door, take it, take it, take it. Yeah. It was horrific. Yeah. It was horrific. And you, this you is, keep calling it like a scene from a horror movie. It was a scene from a horror movie. It absolutely was. I mean, this is like, it, it reminded me of, you know, it, it wasn't shot. It, it was kind of shot like a horror movie, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll take that back. But just in like maybe... Michael Myers stabbing a guy through the door, or Jason with his machete. I mean, this is Vader, though. And my God, that crowd went nuts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I keep calling it video game Vader yeah. in the most great great way possible. Yeah, we talked about that. As fans, we've always wanted to see Vader like this because the New Hope uh, shot during a different time. I keep saying that you have to, Lucas was limited by the time, the yeah. technology, not knowing this was going to be something bitter, bigger and better. Vader was in it for, what, 12 minutes. Um, yeah, Alec Guinness is not going to have the biggest lightsaber fight fighting skills in the right. world. Right. Um, so you got Vader in Star Wars, but uh, Empire, he is menacing, but... He, you know, the fight with Luke is good, but it's just him and Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, you never saw all that stuff. You always heard about the fear, but never saw what justified the, the fear. Same in in Jedi, but uh, Rebels uh, had some of the, has some of the best Vader stuff. Yeah, it? it does, absolutely. And that made me want to thirst for more. And so when it started to become clear that Darth Vader was going to be in Rogue One, we all kind of had this vision. No one was caught off, caught off guard by, by this. There was predictions on every channel. In the world. Yeah. Vader's going to be there and he's going to slash people at the end or he's going to mm-hmm. come in and kick ass. Yeah. We all wanted it. We all wanted it. There was reports that came out that they that they made like three different suits, like a, a, mm-hmm. a close-up suit, uh, uh, something to kind of for the wide shots, and then and then the hero suit that mm-hmm. was this uh, yeah. to, to show him in action. And a report came out that kind of hinted at this, but more on a broader scale that these these – Rogue One, these rebels like Jin and Cassian and mm-hmm. Shira, we're actually going to go up against him. We've heard, yeah, we've heard, rumors. we've heard reports and rumors of that. Don't know if that was changed in the reshoots. Maybe it was too much. Maybe it was too dark. We don't yeah. know. Maybe we'll never know. But for this, it was just, it was just a perfect button. It, it really was, and it just, mm-hmm. it just really just gave that something for the fans, but also. Again, it was story service for me. It, yep. it always is. It was set up really nicely. Yep. Vader will take care of that. Yep. You heard it. It then happened, He in, and it made perfect sense again for story. Mm-hmm. He's going, okay, I'll do it myself. I'm going to go get the plans. Oh, and then he sees it, you know, the Tantafore take off. Yeah. Now, we, now we're writing New Hope. That served the story. This is a perfect prequel yeah. to A New Hope. Showing again why he shows up very, very angry at the beginning of New Hope. Oh, yeah. And also shows, and I talk about this more on the Force Center coming up this week, and I've talked about it elsewhere, showing why the Imperial officers kind of were like, all right, Vader, your Emperor's uh, lapdog, and you failed here to get the plans. Uh, as badass as he was, he still couldn't succeed there, and the rebels overcame those odds, as the rebels do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's you know, uh, it's just fun. And I don't hold the filmmakers in in any kind of a negative light for having this moment. The shadows, the breath, the mm-hmm. sound of the saber, the sight of the saber, the rebels being scared and then going here, we're going to have to fight, and him just slicing through them in the most uh, horrifying way. The when he slices the guy in half as he's up, you know, up there uh, holding them up against 
against the ceiling. That is just, it's brutal. And that my favorite shot is actually the one I've talked about this elsewhere too, that, that, um, the, the shot of low camera angle looking up at Vader in the, in the brighter white hallway that we're more familiar with on like the blockade runner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even more menacing because it's almost even more real. It isn't yeah. kind of the cinematic scene. It is him just slicing through people. Uh, I love it. And it is, uh, it is a stand and cheer for the villain moment, yeah. but it's also a stand and, and cheer for a star Wars moment. Yeah, We've all wanted. I'll add a stand and cheer for Lucasfilm and Disney for giving mm-hmm. us that because, especially mm-hmm. Disney, mm-hmm. who is the Mouse House, yeah. the owners of the world and soon the universe <laughs> and the Moon, brought to you by Disney. Um, it's it's amazing that they allowed this to happen mm-hmm. because again, I think that has to do with their Disney is doing something very very smart and very interesting and very um, um, commendable. They're letting their filmmakers do their thing. They do it with Marvel, they do it with Pixar. Now they're doing it with Lucasfilm and, and Kathleen Kennedy. I trust mm-hmm. who apparently we uh, Gareth Edwards again sat down and said, "Oh, I, I guess they'll never let me kill off all of these guys." and Lucasfilm went, no, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I think it goes into the thinking that, no, this is what would happen with Vader. Right. Right. So thank you for, yeah. for giving us that. Again, I think it fits perfectly in story. It makes perfect yeah. sense, and it gave the fans what we wanted. Absolutely. It gave me what I wanted, and it's spectacular. It makes you want to race home and watch New Hope right then and there. Which I did. And that is what <laughs> one of the successful things about this movie is it is it's definitely a Star Wars story. I think it fits in and it gave us some great moments. I love that we have the similar moments. We have different moments. Yeah. And out there, you listening probably have some of those little moments, the ones I talk about, the little details, the big themes, all of it in Rogue One. I know you have them. So send that to us. Follow me on Twitter at Ken Knapsack. You can follow us at Force Center Pod. You can follow Mark Riley at Riley Around. Yeah. Use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars and tell me your favorite little moments from Rogue One. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan, Mark Riley, and we got one of the greater experiences as Star Wars fan this December. Absolutely. Rogue One. What a great movie. I had so much fun. Can't wait to see now where they're going with these Star Wars stories. I'm now mm-hmm. very, very confident in the young Han Solo movie. Yeah. And uh, if if it's announced, I'll be confident in the Boba Fett movie. Do, I don't think we need it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be confident that it'll be at least entertaining. Yeah. So. I'm confident now. I was, I was, you know, I was confident going into a, to a way, to, in a way, and, and, and movies can go wrong. That's a lot of, uh, a lot of big budget movies can go wrong. And this one, yeah. yep, I have some questions. Yep, sure. I have some raised eyebrows. Yeah. Overall, this was a great Star Wars movie, and I'm happy to, happy it's out there. Mark Riley, I'm happy you were here to join us on the Four Center Podcast feed. It was a pleasure being here, as always, Mr. Knapsack. Yeah, a special edition of Spotlight Star Wars. We'll return in 2017 with more episodes of Spotlight Star Wars, more episodes of Four Center, Data Bank Brawl, Jedi Counseling, Jedi Beat, and, yes, Star Wars Ranked, and much, much more. Look for us also, hopefully, at some conventions in 2017 to do some live episodes of Star Wars Counseling and Data Bank Brawl. For Mark Riley, for Joseph and Jennifer, who are not here right now, but getting ready for our new Force Center, we'll see you next time. May that Force thing kind of sort of always remain around you.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.